Hey everybody, it's your Dutch friend Jan and you are listening to episode 137 of the Creator Smarts podcast. In today's episode, I'm talking to John Ainsworth of Data Driven Marketing and we're going to talk about, yes, sales funnels. If you have traffic and you have courses, but you do not really have an effective sales funnel in place, you're leaving money on the table. So this is actually a very important topic. Um, we haven't talked about it so much here on the podcast. So I was happy that John join us today and um, John is gonna show you three ways how you can almost instantly grow your business through fixing your sales funnel if you want to know what those three things are then you need to keep listening because this episode is going to be a good one so if you guys are ready then let's get started after the intro this is the Create the Smarts podcast where you will learn to leverage your online following into a profitable, future-proof education business that you control without being at the mercy of sponsors or algorithm changes. Each week we interview the world's leading creators to find out what strategies they use to diversify, stabilize and grow their businesses. I'm your host, Jan van der Aan. All right. Good morning, John. Welcome to the Creator Smarts podcast. Tell us a little bit about yourself and what it is you do. So I run data-driven marketing. And what we do is we help online course creators who've already got a source of traffic to 2x to 5x their revenue by building better funnels and doing better email marketing. Yeah. Have you? Are you a marketer? I mean, do you have a background in marketing or do you come from somewhere else? Yeah, Tell us a bit I, about your background. Yeah, so I worked in fitness marketing for many, many years. And uh, then I read the, the book Dot Com Secrets from Russell Brunson, where he explains about funnels. And I was like, this is genius. I love this. So I started building funnels in the fitness space. And I was working with gyms and hospitals and local councils and uh, kickboxing clubs, that kind of thing. And it went great. It was working way better than the stuff we've been doing for, before. And what happened was we'd fill them up. And then what happens if you fill up a gym is they don't need the person who filled up the gym anymore because now they're full. And that sucked because I was like, oh, man, I'm doing this job too well. And I I no longer getting paid for it because of that. So I started looking for like, well, who's got more capacity? Who else could I work with? And so I tried a few different angles, like working with e-commerce and SaaS businesses and that kind of thing. And what I found was I just loved working with course creators. And specifically, there's a group of people, and I think a lot of these are kind of the people in your audience as well, who they're passionate about a subject. They didn't get into courses to make money. They got into courses because they really love teaching something. They're an expert in something, and they wanted to share that with the world. And they put out free content, and they made a YouTube channel, and they got tons of people watching it, and they made courses, and they started making some money, and they're like, Ah, oh, this is cool. I could make this my job. Like this could be my thing. And the problem there I found is that not enough of those people know how you actually convert that into making as much money as they deserve. And there's all these people that they've built all the stuff, they've done all the work, they've done all the legwork, and they just haven't done the bit in between, the bit with the funnel, to actually convert more people into buying, and therefore they're not making as much money as they deserve. Yeah, so what exactly is a funnel? I mean, we've all heard about it, but just for somebody who's not familiar with the term, who hasn't, hasn't read all the books, um, yeah, can you just give a quick explanation of what a funnel is? Yeah, so at the broadest sense of it, a funnel's all the steps from someone getting through to your website, signing up to your email list, buying, buying again. So it's all of the bits that make that up. So 
it is having a good lead magnet and it's having um, great sales pages and great checkout pages and having another offer for people and sending them emails about different offers and making sure that you've got good copywriting and it's all of those steps as your funnel. Yeah. All right. So how are, let's just jump straight into it. How are creators leaving money on the table? Because we work with creators all the time. And um, yeah, we are surprised. And you, you said it like most of the guys are good at content creation, right? So mm -hmm. that's what they double down on. But then at the same time, they're building this audience, you know, and they're hungry and they want to buy, but they don't have anything to buy. Mm. Or maybe they they're just not informed about the offers that the creator has, or maybe the creator doesn't even have any courses. So what are some of the uh, things that creators can do after this interview? Um, you know, what are some of the changes that they can make in their business to, well, double the revenue or at least grow their business almost instantly? Yeah. So there's three things that course creators are missing generally that are getting in their way. And like I said, you can, most of them can double their revenue to about five times. Like most people can double their revenue in about three months. That's kind of the normal. So the three things that they're missing, and these are specifically in this order, is the revenue, they have too low of a revenue per sale. So the amount of money they make when they make a sale is too low. The second thing is that not enough people from their email list are buying every month. Mm -hmm. And then the third one is <clears throat> their email list is too small relative to their amount of traffic that they've got. Yeah. So how do we, how do we fix those three things? How do we increase the revenue per sale? Yeah, so this is the one that I start with for two reasons. One, it's the one that can have the, it's, it's a really big impact that it has on your revenue and it's really quick. So you can really, really quickly make about 30 to 50% more revenue by doing these things. So there's two things that are, are particularly quick. Uh, the first one is order bumps. Now, most people don't have order bumps in place. And an order bump for anybody who doesn't know is, Someone's gone to buy your course. They're on the checkout page, <clears throat> pardon me, and um, an order bump is where you have something else they can buy on that page. So there's a tick box and probably two sentences about this additional product. And if you have a good order bump that goes well with your course, then about 40 to 60% of people will buy it. We've seen as high as 80%. And typically the price of the order bump is about a third to about maybe half of the price of the course that you're selling. So if it was, let's say, a third of the price and 60% of people bought it, then that gives you an extra 20% of revenue. And you only have to do like two lines of copywriting. You just have to describe what this thing is. And so you can set this up in minutes. Like I had a guy, David, um, he sells home studio recording courses. And he came on, we had a free call where I explained to him about this. And he was like, huh, I've never heard of these order bump things. Nobody's ever mentioned this to me before. And he was using Kajabi. So I went into Kajabi and he's like, there it is. The feature is right there. I just never knew to turn it on. And he turns it on. And I think it took him like a day to do it. For, he had like 20 courses. And instantly his revenue was up by 20%. And it's just It, it, I tell you, it actually upsets me when people don't have them because I'm like, but it's just there. It's just waiting for you to set it up. 
Yeah, exactly. Can you give a good example of what an order bump is? Because you only you said that you have only two two rows or, or two lines to explain what it is, right? Mm -hmm. So it should be something similar to the uh, the product that you're offering in, in the first place, or something that helps the, the students go through the course faster. Or yeah, can you maybe give a few examples? Yeah. So. It's something that goes along with the course. So yeah. it could be a workbook that goes with it or an additional Q&A session. Um, let's say you've done the course and then you've had frequently asked questions that people have asked about it and you've gone and interviewed, you know, 10 of your best students to find out how did they best manage to implement this. That's just an example. What I'm not saying to anybody is to ever go and interview 10 people in order to be able to put together your order bump. The crucial thing is you need to look through what you've already got. Yeah. What products have you already already exist that would go with what you are selling? The biggest mistake that people make here is that they decide they're going to make the perfect order bump. And so they spend two months and they don't have time and they don't get around to it and it never gets done instead of just starting with something. So it could be like an additional course that you've got or it could be a workbook or it could be a Q&A or it could be um, some templates or um, some additional exercises. But it's, it's really the crucial question is what do you already have and out of those things, which is the best fit with it? Yeah. It probably should be somewhere between a third of the price and the same price as what you're selling, somewhere around, like, if you, let's say your course is $99, then maybe the order bump's like 37 or 47 Yeah. Could it also be something that you take out of your original course and then sell it separately as, as an order bump? Yeah, totally. Absolutely. Yeah. Like most people have got a ton of stuff in their course that nobody ever even realized was there because, yeah. it's, you know, they just make great stuff. You could take something out and add it on. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you recognize what you could eventually offer as a as an order bump? Is that something? I guess I guess it needs to be something that's that doesn't make the, the main offer worse. Right. Mm -hmm. Like. Like what, like extra worksheets or like an audio version of the course, for example, or. Yeah, yeah, that would work as well. So when people are selling um, a, a book, if they're selling like, OK, you can buy my ebook, then the, the order bump could easily be the audio book version yeah. of it that goes with it. Yeah. Um, if you're going to take something out of your course, you're going to split something out of it then what I'd suggest looking at is not what is absolutely crucial for someone to get the results, but what makes it easier or quicker. Yeah. Like what's what's a nice additional bit that goes with it, but it's not one of the crucial central modules. So one of the ways I like to think when I'm making bonuses is how can I make someone's life easier here? Yeah. Or what objections might they have to buying? And what can I do to address that and have something else that, that goes with that? Yeah. All right. So, well, that was the order bump. And then mm -hmm. we have, of course, the upsell. Upsell. Yeah. So the upsell is what someone sees on the page after they have clicked pay. So they've gone to the sales page. They've gone to the checkout page. They've maybe ordered the order bump. They've put in their credit card details. They've hit submit. The next page that they see is the upsell page. And the idea here is that you're offering the next step. So let's say someone's bought you a beginner course then the upsell could be the intermediate course. Yeah. Or if you're selling a membership, you've sold them one month's worth, 
the upsell could be the annual membership yeah. or quarterly, something like that. Or if you've sold them uh, the, you know, one of your courses, let's say you've got three, the upsell could be by the bundle of all three. And it's at a discount. And the same thing with the order bump. It's at a, it's at a discount if they buy it now. Yeah. Um, so you, you're offering them a great deal. So um, if someone's selling, uh, you know, language learning course and they've got some cha- a challenge that they do every month, well, then the upsell could be get our annual pass to get a challenge every month. Yeah. And usually it's something that's heavily discounted, right? Like what we're thinking about here, like a 50% off or... 30 to 50 percent that's the range yeah all right and if anybody's thinking well i can't afford to give 30 to 50 percent off probably your prices are too low to start with then yeah because with course sales it's it's really crucial to be able to do discounts just the way that the course sales psychology works and we can get into it if you like but there's there's quite a lot of detail to the way that um specific psychological tactics work within course sales it needs to have a discount to give it some urgency for someone to buy it now yeah. rather than thinking, oh, maybe I'll buy it later and they're never getting around to it. Yeah, and that's the power of a one-time offer, right, that you can offer mm-hmm. on an upsell page. It's like now or never. People are hot, right? They're excited. They already have the yeah. credit cards in their hands. Um, all a question, and could it be that the order bump reduces or can reduce the uh, the upsell? I have never done a test on that, but the the range that we see with people buying the order bump is about 40 to 60%. And with the upsell is somewhere between about 10 and 20% because you're offering something yeah. more expensive. Yeah. Um, and I'm, tr- I'm just trying to think through like previous experiments. I don't think that that would be the case, but I think you actually, even if potentially it was by a little bit, it's still is so worthwhile having the order bump because it's 20% extra revenue altogether. Yeah. You're not going to reduce the upsell by that much. Yeah, I guess here it's also a matter of, of keeping the order bump different and separate from the upsell, right? So yeah. if the order bump is an audio book, so you're buying an ebook, right? The order bump is the audio version. And then if the upsell is the bundle of like 10, different, 10 books, like the entire bundle, then um, yeah, maybe maybe that's a way to just keep the uh, the offer the offers different enough. Um, and then okay, so that was the first thing, right? Um, to increase those are some of the things that we can do to revenue. Sorry, mm-hmm. to increase the revenue per sale, um, adding an order bump and an upsell. Is there anything else that we need to mention there? So the other thing to do to increase the revenue per sale is to be able to increase your prices. Yeah. So there's. There's a couple of things here. There's a lot of people who are very uncomfortable about the idea of increasing their prices. And part of the reason for that is that they're only making sales directly through the website. So they're not doing email promotions. And therefore, if they increase their prices and the number of sales goes down, they're uncomfortable with that. So I, I tend to leave that part of it till a little later in terms of just increasing prices. But the other thing that you can do to make yourself more comfortable with increasing prices is improve the offer. And so by that, I don't mean improve the course. I mean improve the bonuses and the guarantees. Yeah. So if someone is buying, they are generally a bit nervous and uncomfortable because they don't know you. They don't know for definite the course is going to solve their problem. So they should have confidence and therefore you need to offer them a strong guarantee. And a lot of people do, but definitely not everybody. So a 30-day money-back guarantee, no questions asked, is like, 
the most standard typical kind of strongest one you can have a conditional guarantee as well there's lots of ways of breaking it down but just having a guarantee to start with is a really good good starting point mm-hmm. bonuses is the bit that people miss a huge amount and what we're looking to do with bonuses is to be able to address people's objections about buying so what is it that is making someone unsure that this is going to work for them it could be that it'll take too long it could be what if it's not um, something that I can manage to stick to it could be um, people like me don't manage to achieve this kind of thing what you know whatever yeah. the thing is right so what can you add in it's things like you could add in templates so that it's quicker for them to learn the thing or you could add in a cheat sheet or maybe there's a, a swipe file or like a way of reviewing everything like okay at the end of the course here is like a an audio for you to listen to to remind yourself of what you've just learned or there's all kinds of things and a lot of people are putting some of the stuff into the main course so that's a good thing there to split out yeah and and mention as bonuses so it's not the crucial thing that they're learning it's the additional bits that are going to help them to be able to implement it faster, feel more comfortable with it, and kind of address whatever whatever objections they have. Yeah, oh, that's an interesting. Yeah, that's an interesting idea there. Um, so about increasing the price, then, like, what would you say to somebody who's afraid to increase their prices? Of course, do the things that you just mentioned, mm-hmm. but people might also say. You know, like, yeah, my audience, yeah, this is one that I hear very often. Like, I sell to people in Latin America. They're very, yeah, they have very low budgets. They don't spend much money on the course. Uh, what would you say there? So, I think the crucial thing is to look at the numbers and to actually understand how can you tell whether it's going to help you increase revenue by increasing your prices. And The crucial thing to look at, the rule of thumb is, if you're making a lot of sales directly through the website without email promotions, then your prices are too low. So you start doing email promotions and you increase, you make more sales through those and then, and you're obviously doing discounts, and then you can increase the price a bit. And actually it's the best email promotion is the one where you say, we're putting the prices up. Yeah. Because that way people know it's never going to be at that lower price again. And that, that tends to work really well. And try that and see what increase in revenue you get from it. And you could do like a small test, a small increase if you want to the first time just to kind of feel comfortable with it. But really, ideally, what we're looking for is your sales should be coming through email promotions, not through direct sales on the website in order to have the maximum revenue. So you just keep increasing the prices a bit until you get to that point. Yeah. All right. So how much can we think about? Like for how much can we sell a digital course? Um, we're talking about $30, $300, $1,000. Have you seen courses that were even more expensive? Can you maybe give a few, uh, a, price, a few price ranges of, of different niches that you have worked with just for our listeners to get an idea of what's possible? So the, a great way of thinking about this, in my opinion, is what price can you sell the courses with uh, for just via email promotions? So you can sell them for those amounts that you mentioned, like $1,000 or $2,000. Like I've got friends who are running um, funnels that are selling courses for $1,500 to cold traffic through ads. But the problem with that is if you've got organic traffic coming in and you do email promotions, there's really a kind of maximum price typically that you can sell your courses for without having to do launches and webinars and that kind of thing. And launches work for doing the price higher 
but they're stressful. And webinars work for doing the price higher, but they're time consuming and most people don't really want to do them. So if you're just doing it through email, we're typically looking at up to about $500. Yeah. Now that's gonna depend, are you looking at B2B, B2C, Latin America, what have you. Yeah. But as a general rule, what we're seeing is somewhere around 99 to $199 is the sweet spot. Like generally, I think that's a really good starting point. If you're not sure, try $99 and go from there. And that's what we do nearly all of our, a lot of the stuff that we do um, work with people on is is B2C, like you know language learning or uh, dog training or this kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but we do some some business ones as well where you might look at $300 would be kind of a good price point there. But yeah. somewhere 99 is generally good. So would you say that it's a good idea to start, you know, at like a price you think you could sell the course for 99, for example, and then slowly increase the price, keep track of the numbers and then see what happens with that conversion rate and with the overall revenue? Yeah, so... I would say start with that kind of 99. Look at how many sales you're making directly on the website. Are people just buying without even having had an emails to warm them up and a promotion, all this kind of thing? If they are, you can almost definitely increase the price. If, for example, more than a third of your sales are coming through direct sales on the website without an email promotion, probably your prices are too low. I'd say that's a good kind of way of thinking about it. All right. So three ways to make more revenue per sale. Add an order bump, add an upsell, and potentially also increase your prices. Yeah, yeah. And then shall we move on to step number two to, to grow your business? That All was, right. uh, what was it? Not enough. I was taking notes here at the beginning, but I went a bit too quick. Not enough. Oh, yeah. You don't get enough customers to buy who are on your mm -hmm. mailing list. Yeah, exactly. So what happens is most people are, if you look at the, the chart of their sales for the year, there are three big spikes. And you ask them, what did you do when those spikes happened? And they say, I sent an email promotion. Could be Black Friday, could be July 4th, New Year, what have you. And if you ask, why don't you send more email promotions? There's one main reason, and it's that people don't want to annoy their subscribers and have everybody unsubscribe. And so they figure three email promotions a year is a good, a good balance. And the problem with that is you're giving up a huge proportion of the revenue that's available to you. So what we recommend to people is to do two email promotions a month. Now, when I say this, most people freak out a little bit and think, well, I couldn't possibly do that because that would be super annoying. So what do you do about that? How do you send two email promotions a month without having subscribers get really annoyed with it and unsubscribe? Because you don't want that, right? You don't want other people to unsubscribe. Well, the crucial thing here is you want to send useful, helpful content in the emails and then be a promotion as well. So it's not just send a promotion, it's send useful content that is also promoting your course and having a discount. So I'll give kind of a, a, the basic way of doing this and I'll give the more advanced way of doing it as well. So the very basic way, and this was something that uh, Shona came up with, which, uh, you know, who we both know. Mm -hmm. And what she did to start with was she would send six emails over the course of five days, Monday through Friday. Five of those emails would be a tiny snippet from in her course. So she's selling courses about English grammar. 
And so it might be a tip about how do you remember this one grammar rule? Or it might be an exercise from in her course about like actually practicing that grammar rule. And she would top and tail that with the fact that that particular course that the snippet was from was on sale this week. Now, who on your email list, who joined the email list because they're interested in learning English grammar is going to be upset that you are, they are receiving a free useful tip about English grammar that week. It's like, it's almost impossible to get annoyed about that. And then at the top and at the bottom, she'd mentioned it's on discount this week for like 30% off. Yeah. And then the final day, there would be an email saying the deal ends in three hours. And after that, it's going to get back up to its full price. So she would give, let's say 30 or 50% off. And that drives sales every time you do those promotions. And uh, it's useful and people don't unsubscribe. And uh, it's just, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's fantastic. So that, if you do that kind of tactic, you're typically going to get about 0.1% of your email list to buy each each time that you do one of these promotions, yeah. which could add up to tens of thousands of dollars, depending on the size of your email promotion. Like we've got people who are who are making like two hundred thousand dollars a month from their from their email promotions. So the more advanced version of that is that you include other types of emails in there as well, which are also useful, but are, are really helping people to get set up for the sale. So, for example, one framework you can use is problem agitation solution. Mm -hmm. So the problem agitation solution emails would be the problem is helping them to understand the problem that they have in their life already. So they've already got this issue with the prop, with the course that you're teaching. Yeah. They've already got this thing, but you're helping them to understand it better. Like, why is this happening? What is it that's going on? Because people are just like they've got some angst. Something's not working. Their dog's misbehaving and they're annoyed about it, but they haven't really thought it through and understood it. And then you and that's all you do. You don't try and sell anything in that email. Then the agitation one is you talk to them about. So what does that mean? What impact is that having on your life, on other dogs? You know, really help them to understand the problem better. And then the solution is a useful tip. So, like, here's something you can do today to try and fix that. And all of those you would send without mentioning your course at all, without doing anything to uh, not, not mentioning it's on discount, not mentioning your course. But just getting people in the right mindset to be thinking about that particular problem so that when you start a promotion, they're primed and ready to buy mm -hmm. and the content's useful. So you're doing both at the same time. Yeah. And you do those three things in every email or you spread it out over the se sequence? That's over three separate emails. So the model that we use is we'll do email promotions. We'll do we'll do two weeks around one course. The first week we'll have those kinds of emails with no promotion in at all. Problem, agitation, solution, maybe Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And then the next week we'll start talk, We'll start sending other content out and mentioning the fact the course is on discount. Yeah. Do you have to write a new sequence every month or can you also repurpose some of the sequences? Yeah, this is where it gets really beautiful. So, <laughs> <laughs> so let's say you've got 12 courses. Um, month one, you've got course one, course two. Month two, you've got course three, course four, and you go through all of those. In month seven, you just go back and send out the yeah. emails from month one again. Yeah. And people get stuck here sometimes as well. But what happens is you've got a whole bunch of new people on your email list who weren't on there before. They've never seen the emails. You've got people who were on the email list and didn't open those emails before, so they've never seen them. You've got the ones who opened them and didn't really read them very carefully. And then you've got the ones who, so it's fine to send to them again. And you've got the ones who 
opened them, read them, and then didn't buy, well, they probably need reminding of this thing anyway. So six months later, that's fine. You could be sending exactly the same emails out again. We suggest generally at least four months in between sending the sending the same emails out again. But then at that point, you're just good to go. Yeah. All right. So is that the um, so the best way to make more money off your mailing list to increase the conversion rate of the people on your mailing list is actually by doing more regular promotions? Yeah. So that's the that's the absolutely crucial part of it. The other two things I'd recommend under here are improving your sales pages and improving your checkout pages. Yeah. Do you want me to talk those through? Yeah, sure. So the concern a lot of people have with sales pages and making them better is that they think that they need to be this expert copywriter or hire an expert copywriter to write this amazing sales page. And that's great. If you can do that, that's fantastic. But you don't have to. What we're looking at here is the 80-20. What's the things that you can do quickly and easily that are going to make a good result for you, that are going to allow you to get, you know, you can do it in a week and it's going to increase your sales. So with sales pages, there's 15 crucial elements that you need to have on your sales page, and most people are missing some of them. So what you need to do is add those things in. So for example, a compelling headline. Some people will just put the name of their course as the headline. It's yeah. boring, it's not gonna engage people, it doesn't get their attention. What can you say that's gonna make someone go, oh, I want that? If you don't know how to write a great headline, Search online for headline swipe files or examples of headline formulas and find examples of how others have done them. Like what do good headlines look like and brainstorm that. What I'll typically do is write out like 50 different headlines. Just I'll find all these examples of other people's headlines and I'll go, well, what if we wrote one kind of like that and, and write that out? And then what if we wrote one kind of like this one? And you can find these lists online easily. So you can do that in 20 minutes, write out a load of them, and just choose the best one out of that. It doesn't have to be perfect, but it has to be better than what you, you know, the, the name of the course. So compelling headline, a good strong subheadline. Uh, you've got to have a strong call to action on the page. You should have bonuses. You should have a guarantee. You should have benefits, not just features. So none of this is revolutionary things that no one's heard of before, but most people are missing some of them. You've got to have social proof and testimonials, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. All right. And um, do people really need long, long form sales pages? I've talked about this on the podcast before, but this is a question that you know, creators get good at creating content. Most of the time do not really like selling. Um, so do we really need to take the customers through those long sales pages, you know, where they have to scroll endlessly <laughs> until they see that buy button? Uh, what's your take on that? Yeah. So. These 15 elements, each of those take up space. Now, the reason that you and then that ends up being what people are bothered by sometimes, which is a long form sales page. Now, the reason that you need that is each person that you are that is reading that sales page is a different individual person. And each of them has a different way of choosing whether they're going to buy or not. Yeah. And each of them has different needs and requirements and they need different bits of information and reassurance, what have you. So you have to write something that supports all of those people to buy and so somebody's going to need to see 10 testimonials and somebody else is going to need to know in detail what's going to be in this module. And somebody else is going to need to know um, what exactly is the benefit of 
taking this and is that going to translate into the benefit that I need in my life and the benefit they need is going to be different to the benefit somebody else needs so you have to answer all of those questions yeah you're writing these sales pages to help people decide if this is right for them yeah. you are not writing these sales pages to talk somebody into getting it who shouldn't get it yeah. that's not the goal right we're trying to help people we're, we're we're in service here with the sales pages so what I think people need to do is get over themselves stop thinking about what I what do I want to write what am I comfortable with and start thinking about what does my audience need in order to make a good decision. So you have to answer all of the questions. So each of those 15 things, the social proof and the benefits and what have you, all takes up space and you need to write all of them. And people won't read all of them, but each person will read different bits. Yeah. And you, so you have to have all of them in there in order to be able to answer all of their questions. Yeah, well, you explain that very well. Thank you. Um, does it need to be a sales page? Can it also be a webinar or a video sales letter? When do we pick which one so the ideal would be you would have a video and the sales page and the reason i say that is because it's hard to do you can do just a, a vsl just a video sales letter and make tons of sales from it right but to do that is harder than to write a decent sales page hmm. so what we're looking at here is what is the easiest thing for you to do in order to get a good result we're not looking at what is the absolute perfect thing that you might one day be able to do like, okay, what can you do this week that's going to make it better? So if you've already got a sales page, you can go in there and you can edit it. You can add in some more testimonials. You can add in some more bonuses. If you do a VSL and you want to edit it, what do you need to do? You have to redo the whole video. Yeah, It's a huge pain. So what I ideally like to do is have a video at the top that's kind of summarizing some of the key points yeah. that's relatively short, maybe a you know, few minutes. And then the sales page is what goes through everything in detail. Yeah. All right, so the video basically announces or encourages the people to grow through, through the sales page and look for the section that they want to learn more about. Mm, yeah. All right, they click on that buy button and mm -hmm. then they are sent to the checkout page. Yeah. What yeah. do we need so to do there? The checkout page is somewhere that is one is another one that's very easy to make improvements with because most people are just missing crucial elements here. When someone is on the checkout page, they are nervous, they are uncertain, they are concerned. Am I making the right decision? They're about to put their credit card in and that's like uncomfortable for people. So we have to reassure them that they're making the right decision. So what does that mean? It means having a guarantee on the checkout page. It means having your bonuses mentioned again on the checkout page. A reminder of what course it is that they're buying, which kind of seems like, well, they know what they're buying. They've just gone on the sales page and looked at it. This is about reassuring and supporting them to make a decision. They are. This is like one thing they're doing today out of 50 things. So we need to just say, yeah, this is the right course because it's got these things in it. Here's some of the crucial benefits. Here's the guarantee that goes with that. Here's the bonuses. Here's some testimonials from other people who bought this so someone can look at it and go, oh, yes, that person's like me. I can buy this and be comfortable that I'm getting the right thing. And most people just don't have those things on there. We have seen clients five times the checkout conversion rate by put, by adding all of these elements in. Like five times the amount of sales that they're making yeah. just by, by adding these steps in. Yeah, that's worth your time, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Especially in the long run, right? Because this is not for one day, but this is for the next one, two, three, five years, right? Yeah, yeah. Like this is why this whole model is built around the idea that we're changing things here that they multiply by each other. If you have better email promotions and you have a better sales page and a better checkout page, all of that adds up together and they, they multiply by each other. 
and it's long term it's not like doing a launch where you go right i've done that launch oh my goodness now i'm exhausted and then oh, i've got to go do another one later on it's like no no no. you've done the checkout page it's improved and that's done forever yeah i guess sometimes people are surprised that our copywriters out there who charge like 10k for a sales page right but if you think about it like if you already have a lot of traffic you're if you already have expensive courses and if you have all those other elements like if you can get a 10 percent higher conversion on the sales page that's going to make you so much more money than those ten thousand that you invest in the first place right of course you already need to have you know an audience and all the things that i just mentioned but yeah that's i guess the power of uh of marketing that's also one of the reasons why why i like marketing <laughs> but let's just do a quick recap here so how yeah so three ways to convert more people on your ailing list a more regular promos um improve your sales pages and make sure that we have all those 15 elements that you mentioned and to make sure that we uh, we have a good checkout page mm-hmm. yeah okay now we can move to the third point and uh, the third way to make more money is by actually getting more leads on your mailing list, right? Yeah. How can we do that? Yeah. So if you've got higher revenue per sale and you've got more people on your email list buying, then the obvious thing that's going to make a giant difference is increasing your email list. So the crucial things to do here are increase your opt-in rate on your website, increase your opt-in rate from all of your other channels so your youtube channel in particular we're looking at here and uh but if you've got a podcast or you've got uh instagram feed or whatever then that as well and then make better lead magnets as well yeah so in terms of increasing the opt-in rate on your website it's very straightforward there's a lot of little bits to it but the concept is very straightforward nearly everybody has an opt-in rate on their website of 0.5 to 1 percent and like 95% of people are in that range. And you, it's possible generally to get to about 5%. Maybe three for your market, maybe it's seven, but somewhere around that. Which means you can, over time, 10, pardon me, 10 times your email list, which is huge. So how do you do that? Set up a pop-up, if you don't have one already. Um, on your blog posts, add the lead magnet like a little ad for the lead magnet within the blog post itself. So let's say you've got a 2000 word blog post, top, middle and bottom, you would have a lead magnet. So someone can opt in within the post. So it's not something kind of separate to what they're reading. If you want to see a great example of this, go to paintable.cc. This is an old client of ours and they've got the greatest uh, opt-in rate and they've got a great way of doing this. It looks beautiful. The whole site's gorgeous as well. Um, Have an opt-in form in your sidebar in your blog and that's the that's the crucial things if you've got tons and tons and tons of blog posting like i can't do it on all of them start with uh the most popular just start with which pages or which posts have got the most traffic and do those ones first yeah I guess the headline on the uh, or above the opt-in form is also important, right? Like you need to offer a lead magnet that people actually want. Or oh, that's what you said as well here. Point yeah. number three, better lead magnets. Um, yeah, so the crucial thing here is uh, some people will do just opt into our newsletter. And it's like, all right, it's boring. It's totally unappealing. There's nothing great about that. Why should I do that? So if someone just has uh, a newsletter as their opt-in, I've even seen opt-in rates as low as 0.25%. But uh, what you want to do is you want to have something amazing that someone can get. And the idea with a great lead magnet is there's a a benefit that they can get almost immediately. 
So it's not just about, um, it's not like a, a, a course that they have to take. That's fine. That's better than just having opt into our newsletter. But it's like, what can they get that is going to get them a result within 15 minutes? Yeah. Is it a template? Is it a swipe file? Is it some kind of a resource? That site, paintable.cc that I mentioned, they teach digital painting. And their download is free brushes. So you don't have to do anything in order to get the benefit. You just, oh, I've now got the brushes. So now it's easier for me to, to paint yeah. online because I've got that immediately. It's something that has value to it. Um, but they, they don't have to put effort in to use it. So that's the kind of thing that we're looking at here. Templates, swipe files, resources. Uh, as a guy who's doing photography courses and his was filters because mm -hmm. someone doesn't even have to, they, they just use the filter. It's just so easy for them. And so that's the kind of thing we're looking at for a great lead magnet. Yeah. Would it be worth to test different lead magnets? Oh, 100%. Yeah. The problem with that, so all the way through here, there's there's always things you can do that are the more advanced one. What I'm always looking at is what's the 80-20 for someone to get a result straight away? Hmm. Like, you know, we have this group coaching program. We help people to do all the advanced stuff. That's great. But start with the easy bit. So if someone's just listening to the podcast and they're like, I want to implement something. What's something you can do that's probably going to work and you can do quickly? Yeah. And so that's about starting with brainstorm all of the things that you've currently got something that's in your course something that you've already created like a resource that you already have that people like and try that and just start with that like that's going to almost definitely move you forwards doing a b tests is then more work that's a more advanced one like come back to that like do the basics of all of these and then later on try and get clever with it all right. Yeah. Thanks for the reminder. That's what we're trying to do with this episode, right? We're yeah. trying to talk about the twenty percent um, that people should focus on to uh, to double their business. Um, there was, I think, a third one that you mentioned here, and that's to increase the opt-in rates on a podcast, a YouTube channel, all the platforms. Yeah. How yeah. Can we do so that? this is huge. And if you're a YouTube creator, what you have to remember is. All the videos that you make, you like with a blog post, right? You can go back and you can edit it. You can add the, the lead magnet in. With a YouTube video, you can't do that. So you should start straight away having a lead magnet that is mentioned in your YouTube video. Now, if you've got loads of videos you've done before and they weren't mentioned, well, okay, put it into the um, the notes that go underneath. Yeah, you know, or the, the pinned comments, yeah. But have, as in every video from now on, have some lead magnet you are pointing people to and it doesn't have to be perfect it just has to be in there somewhere and generally because youtube prefers to keep people on site we want to mention it at the end you might mention at the beginning stick around to the end because i've got this free resource that you can get uh, a great set of youtube videos to watch to understand how to do this is wod prep so w-o-d-p-r-e-p -E -P. it's from ben Dzwolski. And he is, uh, he runs a YouTube channel and he sells courses. And what he's doing is helping people with the CrossFit. So what is that workout of the day for CrossFit? And he does this in every video and he does a great job with it. And he's really nailed the way of like describing it very naturally. So it just sounds like the next obvious step. He's just being helpful rather than it being him pitching something. Yeah. Um, I need to, I was just thinking about the next question, but then you stop talking, so <laughs> I need to make a little cut here. What was the thing? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so we need to do active, or we need to add call to actions to our YouTube videos to send more people to our 
sign up form and collect more email addresses, right? Um, I recently had a creator who said that there is always a trade-off because for, they could, for example, also do a sponsorship, right? Mm-hmm. Shout out for a sponsor during that one minute. Um, yeah, what would you say about that? Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, if you're going to look at this as an ad for it, then I think that, that you've got to make a decision between the two of those. But if you look at it as, so let's just take Ben, for example, right? He's yeah. teaching people how to do pull-ups in one of his uh, more popular videos. And so he's saying, if you're a beginner and you're not able to do a pull-up yet, then here's what you need to do. You start with doing negatives, which is where you jump up and you just let yourself down rather than pulling yourself up to the bar. And so within that course, within that video, sorry, he mentions, you know, if you want our full course on how to do this, you can go to, you know, wordprep.com slash pull-up. And you can get the full thing. So that's just, it's not like an ad for it. It's just mentioning it within the video itself. And like, I'm not a YouTube expert, but uh, by a long way. But it seems to me like you can just put that in without it being, you have to make a decision between that and the sponsorship. Yeah. So it's actually helpful for the viewer, right? Like there is a, it's aligned with the main message in the video with what you are teaching. You're just giving them an additional resource. And of course, in return, you're getting an email address. So, yeah. Okay. Well, let's see what we have here then. So, three ways to, oh, sorry, yeah, three ways to grow your mailing list is to make sure that you have um, opt-in forms on your website, uh, sorry, a pop-up on your website, and then um, opt-in forms in each blog post, also in the sidebar, um, that we have call to actions or that we at least mention the lead magnets in YouTube. Um, or a podcast or whatever platform that you are creating content for. And um, yeah, we need to make sure that we have good lead magnets, something that the people want. And uh, yeah, well, you had a few good examples there. So those were the three things then, right? Three ways to, three things that people can do here today, ideally, is, well, well, maybe you can do the recap. Yeah, so overall, what we're trying to do is increase revenue per sale, increase the percentage of your email list who buys each month while sending useful, helpful, friendly emails that people like, and increase the size of your email list. And if you manage to do that, if you increase the um, revenue per sale with the upsells and the order bumps, I'd start with those two, like start with that, you're going to increase revenue about 30 to 50%. Like that's what we've seen through um, that uh, language learning uh, course creator that we worked with they managed to get an extra like $1,500 the next day from a promotion they were running and they managed to increase revenue long-term about 30%. So then once you've got those bits in place, move to increasing percentage of the email subscribers who buy. And this is gonna make an enormous difference. Like we've seen people go from 10,000 a month to 20,000 a month just by doing email promotions. We had someone recently who we both know who went from making 6,000 to making 30,000 in a month by just sending out email promotions. So this is like absolutely huge. Now, next thing is then increase your email list. And so if you can get your email opt-in rate up by two, five, ten times, then long-term your email list is going to get two, five, ten times bigger. Now, it's going to take time for it to gradually increase, but that's what's going to long-term compound with all these other parts to allow you to five times your revenue. And I tell people this, and they don't believe me. They don't believe (laughs) that it's possible to increase by that much. But I see this all the time with people in all different niches. If you've got an audience already and you've got great courses and you don't have this stuff in place, it is almost impossible not to double your revenue. I got a message from somebody yesterday saying, 
you know, life's great now, doubled revenue because we signed up and went through your program and like we did we did all of these steps. And they haven't even done all of them yet. They haven't done all of them, but it's just they've done most of them part way. It's like this is the fundamentals of how course businesses work and most course creators are not doing it. Yeah. Well, then I hope that they listen to this episode twice <laughs> because there is a lot of uh, a lot of value in these things, a lot of actionable advice. I hope that um, that our listeners are going to take some action because, yeah, this is basically the uh, the blueprint to doubling at least the revenue of your business, right? Um, John, bonus question: Should course creators run ads? What's your opinion? So not if you've already got an audience and you've not done these things yet, then do not start with ads yet. Ads is more advanced and you need to have a number of steps in place. So there's a couple of front end funnels that you can have a tripwire funnel, a webinar funnel, a quiz funnel. And you need to get those working well in order to make money with ads. The goal with ads is you're looking to at least break even. You're not looking to make profit at the front end. You break even so that later on you've got a bigger email list so that you make more promotions and you, you make more money from them. But just to break even with Facebook ads now is not that easy. So you yeah. need to have great sales pages. You need to have great order pages. You've got to have um, a great offer with bonuses and guarantees and all of these things. So you go through these steps first. And then once you've got all of this in place, you can then start to look at ads later on. Yeah. But for most people who've got a big audience, there's so much that you can do of these fundamentals before ads ever comes up that it's just a, a distraction. It's just most people should not be thinking about that yet, especially if they've already built an audience. Yeah, I agree. Well, I'm happy, uh, happy you said that. John, if people want to learn more about what you do, where can they go? Yeah, so we've got a group coaching program where we help people to implement all of these different tactics. And if people are interested in that, they can drop me an email, john at datadrivenmarketing.co. The place for most people to go to start out, though, is we've got a free uh, offer where we will help you figure out how much more money you could be making from your course sales with your existing audience with all the steps you've got in place. So you go to datadrivenmarketing.co slash calculator, fill in the form. And we will personally go through and figure out for your business, for your audience, for what you've got in place at the moment, how much more revenue you could be making so that you can feel confident this is worth working on. Yeah. So we do that individually for each person. There's no cost to it. You don't have to have a call to go through it. We just go through and plan it out for you. And um, it takes normally a couple of days to get the details back to you. All right. Thank you very much, John. Anything else that you want to share with our listeners? Don't do anything complicated. Just do these basic things. Start with an order bump and trust me, please. We're going to do it, John. Thank you. All right, that was it for today. I really hope that you enjoyed this episode. And if you want more, then please give this podcast a positive review in, well, wherever you're listening to this podcast. And if you want to learn more about what we do and how we can maybe help you growing your creator business, then make sure to go to creatorsmarts.com. Ciao.